Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And we do invite you to call in as I just want to say good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. And I am your host for this hour, Jeff Biggs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. I'm ready to take your questions and your prayer requests. You see, you heard the number at the opening of the show, 303-690-3000. So give me a call. We got open lines right now. Call early and let's talk about the things of the Lord. Uh, I'm here to do my best to answer your questions, take you to the Word of God, to pray with you, to encourage you in any way uh, that we can here on Calvary Live. And so this is really your show. So glad you're tuned in. I want to welcome everyone who's listening in on Grace FM. You're listening live on this beautiful, beautiful day and in, in along the Front Range in Colorado and into southern Wyoming. And uh, it's, it's kind of interesting, 4 o'clock and the sun is setting and the days are short, uh, but I'm so glad for this season of Advent, so blessed. I hope you are blessed as we're only a couple of weeks away from Christmas and I uh, want to be here to encourage you, to pray for you in any way that I can. Perhaps you need prayer this Christmas season. It can be a very wonderful time, a very uh, special time for us as Christians. It should be. But also it can be a very difficult time for some who are experiencing perhaps loss or have things on your mind or uh, things that perhaps weigh you down or uh, bring anxiousness or whatever the case may be. I'd love to be able to minister to you and talk with you and encourage you in any way that I can. Taking you to the Word of God, to the love of God. We can come to Him, as Hebrew 4 says, in our time uh, of need to the throne of grace. And I'm so glad that we can do that. So give me a call at 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And there's also a dedicated text line. That's 720-336-0897. And so we invite you to text in a question and uh, and a prayer request as well. Uh, Please do so and be safe as you do. And we'll go to the text line as we have time that permits us to do that. So, again, 720-336-0897, that's for texting only, and uh, text us a question or a prayer request. Not only do I want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners, but those listening on the East Coast, Truth FM or Hope FM, you too can call at that number, 303-690-3000, and the online listeners that listen from all around the country, is perhaps you're listening on your uh, the Grace FM app, or perhaps on the website, on your computer, you're listening live, give me a call, and uh, I'd love to talk to you. I know there's calls that come in from all around the country. So blessed to have technology connect us together. I would encourage you to download the Grace FM app on your smartphones and tablets. Uh, It's a wonderful, wonderful blessing to be able to not only listen to Calvary Live, but great Bible teaching all day long, all week long. Uh, We're so uh, blessed to have that uh, 
not only here in Colorado and Wyoming and even to the Panhandle of Nebraska, but also for you to be able to, to be blessed by it as well. As you download the app, Grace FM, and I believe it'll come up and you'll be tremendously blessed. Those of you who are listening on Truth and Hope FM, just want to remind you that you're a week delayed. Uh, but let's uh, see what the Lord has for us um, on this show. Again, I, as I mentioned, as if you're listening on Grace FM, we're only two weeks away from uh, Christmas. And I want to read to you as we're in this season of Advent from Matthew chapter 1. And it, as we read that the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child, the Holy Spirit. And then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth the Son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. And then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Isn't that wonderful? Um, just the Christmas story, so magnificent, that Jesus came to this world, Emmanuel, God with us, to save us from our sins. And so I hope that is the message that you uh, are giving to others and uh, that we can proclaim not just at Christmas, but we can proclaim at all seasons. And so give me a call. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley, 303-690-3000. We got a couple open lines. The text line is 720-336-0897. Let's talk about the Lord. Let's talk about the things of the Lord and what's important to you as we go to God's Word. But let's, in the meantime, go to Highlands Ranch where uh, Malia... I don't know if Malia. I'm saying that right. Malia. Malia, yes. How how are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, thank you for the show. Love it. Good. I'm glad you're blessed by it. Oh, very, very blessed. Um, so here's my question. I I listen. I have an hour commute each way, and I listen to the show morning and night. So mm-hmm. this morning, I was listening to Rocky Mountain, um, and it was, he was preaching from Genesis when Jacob was wrestling with Christ and that Christ touched his hip and caused, um, caused an injury. And it mm-hmm. confused me as I was thinking about it. How could God hurt us like that? Well, it, there's, I think, a really important application as you read that in Genesis chapter 32. You know, Jacob, his name means heel snatcher. His makes, name I'm means, sorry, what? His name means heel snatcher. Oh, his yeah, name, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. His name means deceiver. Jacob was the kind of guy that he was very resourceful. He was very intelligent. He was a go-getter. He's the kind of guy that you would want working for you on Wall Street. I mean, he was just a mm-hmm. go-getter. 
the thing about Jacob, though, is that he always was doing things in his own resources and coming up with a plan. He would be deceitful at times. He, uh, you know, would uh, be one that was a great salesman. He went to his brother Esau, and he said, Hey, Esau, give me your birthright for this bowl of stew. And Esau, who was very carnal, did that. But then when it came to the blessing, he would deceive his father um, by going in. He, you know, his brother Esau, his name means hairy. So Esau was one that was a hunter. He was a man's man, all that, you know. Um, And so it was Jacob that, um, you you know, was one that um, he stayed around the tent. He, He wasn't the outdoorsman. So Isaac's going to give him, their father, uh, the blessing. And so Jacob and his mother, uh, would Rachel, would deceive Isaac by pretending Isaac is old, he can't see mm-hmm. well, they're twins. Anyway, it's Jacob that deceived his father in receiving the blessing. When Esau gets wind of it, he's going to kill his brother Jacob. So Jacob takes off, and he goes to Pandanaran, 400 miles away. And there in Pandanaran, he meets his uncle Laban. And he falls in love with, uh, with Rachel, and he ends up marrying Leah. He ends up marrying Rachel. You go through all those chapters there of Genesis. And then all of a sudden, um, there's this tension between Laban and Jacob. Jacob has two wives, two concubines. He has 12 sons. He has all these children. He has all these herds of animal. And he comes back, and he makes a covenant with Laban not to go back. So he's coming back to Canaan. He gets word that Esau's coming at you with 400 men. And I don't know if you heard that in part of the Bible study, but he he's, Jacob is worried. He's like, I can't go backwards. I can't go back to Pandanaran where Uncle uh, Laban is because, you know, he may kill me. Jacob, my brother who vowed to kill me 20 years ago, is coming at me with 400 men. So he splits his family. He finds himself at the brook Jabbok, and all of a sudden the Lord sneaks up on him. And this is where you pick it up in the question that you have. Mm-hmm. And he's wrestling with the Lord, and he wrestles with the Lord. And and all of a sudden, you know, um, the as he's wrestling with him, uh, Jacob says that... Um, let me go for the day breaks and um, is what the Lord said. And then Jacob said, um, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Mm-hmm. We know that the Lord touched his hip and it came out of socket. And so he asked Jacob, what's your name? And Jacob said, my name is Jacob. It wasn't that the Lord didn't know his name. Of course, the right. Lord knew his name. Mm-hmm. But he said, what's your name? My name is Heel Snatcher. My name is Deceitful. And the Lord said what? Do you remember in that story? He blessed them. He blessed them. And then he changed his name to what? Mm, I don't remember. And this is what's really important. This is what will make sense to you, to your question. He said, your name is now going to be called Israel. And Israel means governed by God. And you see, Mm. there's a very important lesson in that. 
what's your name? It's Jacob. It's heel snatcher. And Jacob's hanging on to the Lord. Hosea says that he he did it with many tears. And it, don't picture Jacob having Jesus in a headlock. You know, he's mm-hmm. hanging on with many tears and he's saying, I'm not going to let you go till you bless me. My name is Jacob. I'm heel snatcher. I'm the deceiver. Jacob had nowhere to go. He can't go backwards. He can't go forward. He's all alone at the brook Jabbok. And all of a sudden in that wrestling, the Lord says, I want to change your name, Jacob, from being self-reliant and so resourceful and figuring everything out in your own energy and your own ways to being governed by God. And you know the process that the Lord takes us through oftentimes to get us to that point? It's a process of brokenness. Right. And it's in right. that that being broken where we just surrender ourselves and say, Lord, I'm just going to hang on to you. That he says, that's where I want you to be. Mm. I want you to be called Israel, governed by God. And yes, his hip came out and it was painful. And Jacob had to lean on a on a cane, it says, you know, because he walked with the limp. And the Lord wants us to learn to lean on him. Because Jacob's walk was never the same after that. And he mm-hmm. wants our walk to be where we're leaning on him, where we are called Israel governed by God. Because I'll tell you this, I'll speak for myself, you know, Malia, that if I can figure it out, if I can come up with a plan, if I can, you know, manipulate, if I can formulate, if I can do anything to make something work, I will do it mm-hmm. rather than relying on the Lord and yeah. going to him and looking to him. And and that's the important, you know, lesson that we learn from Jacob, because a lot of us got Jacob in us. Right. Right. And yeah. I'll speak for me. And I need to come to that place of surrender. And the Lord will bring us to the brook Jabbok, all of us to where, you know, there's people right now listening that are wrestling with the Lord. And that's OK, because I know the Lord's going to win <laughs> and I know yeah. the Lord's going to bless <laughs> and to hang on to him and allow him to call you Israel governed by me. Now I want you to look to me, Jacob, and I want you to trust in me, and I want you to rest in me and believe in me. So that's the important lesson of it. And I know that's kind of a long answer to a very, you know, quick question that you had, but it's such a valuable lesson for us. Yes. And I missed that whole, I kind of thought it was Israel, but but I missed it. It didn't stick with me. So now, that was a yeah. key piece that I was missing. I, but I just thought, how could he hurt like that? It was, I, I got stuck there. Yeah, and the thing is, the Lord will allow us to go through, you know, times of wrestling and brokenness, and because it's not to to do us in, it's to make us better, it's to make us stronger, it's not to make us weak. But where we come yeah. to that point of Lord, a point of surrender. I think, Malia, what's really important for all the listeners out there, we need to come to the brook. We need to come to the brook mm-hmm. to Bach. And sometimes mm-hmm. it takes wrestling with the Lord. And that's okay because the Lord, you know, he wants to bless us. Um, but that blessing is going to come as we say, Lord, I want to be called Israel. I want to be governed by you mm-hmm. in every way. So hopefully that's an encouragement to you and, oh, and yes. everyone Been who's there. listening. <laughs> yeah. That's happened in the last year exactly. for us, so. It's, Absolutely. it's all good. I thank you. You bet. Can I pray for you? Please. Yes. Father, I pray for Malia. I just thank you for her question and, and wondering such an important question. And 
an important lesson for us here in that story of Genesis 32. And Lord, I pray for her, for for all who are listening, for myself, that Lord, that we would just come to that place, that we allow you to govern our lives in every way. Uh, We can become so resourceful and trying to figure things out and come up with plans. And, and, And Lord, you have a plan that's so wonderful. We want to walk according to your word. We want to walk as we trust in you and how you tell us to live. And Lord, I just pray that uh, we would come to that place where we learned to lean on you and our walk towards you and with you is always that we rely on you. So Lord, I pray that for Malia. I pray that for all who are listening in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm-hmm. Thank you Thank so you, much. Maria. You bet. Merry All Christmas right. to you. Merry Christmas to you. Bye-bye. God, God bless you. Ah, the Bible's so wonderful. The application that we can make is so incredible. It encourages me. I hope it encourages anybody else that's out there. Hey, we got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000 the number to call. Uh, we're going to go to Morristown, New Jersey, and we're going to, to talk with Ronald. Hi, Ronald. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you today? Uh, I'm doing okay. Okay. Can we pray for you, encourage you in any way? Um, yes. Um, I um, I am working on an internship, which is ending next Friday, and um, the company that I'm working for, um, I'm not really sure if I really want to work there just because of the experiences that I've had the last past couple okay. of months. And, you know, it, because of the way that I feel, I don't want to miss out on a good opportunity. So I'm just wrestling with whether, you know, I should, you know, keep going forward and apply for jobs because the department I'm working in isn't going to hire me. So right. um, I've been asked to, have, you know, at, apply for positions in other departments. Um, but I just don't have the the drive to do it just because of some of the things that have happened to me since I've been there. And it's just really hard because this yeah. is my first job, you know, after being two years of being unemployed. So I'm just, right. I don't know. I'm, right. I'm trying to gain the strength to apply for the jobs right now. <laughs> well, you, you know, Ronald, and, and I, I think that, um, you know, the points that you bring up, there is a difference in, between having the drive and then having the peace to do that. And, um, you know, the Lord says, um, well, Paul says, my prayer is that that the peace of God rules in your heart. And as you're thinking, okay, my internship ends on Friday. Do I want to work for this company? Is there a peace in your heart that rules in your heart? And that word rule in Colossians chapter 3 literally means an umpire to make the call. And you know that you're going to need to work. You've done an internship. You've been unemployed. So as you pray and as we're going to pray for you, the Lord wants to give you that peace, and he'll make the call whether yes or no. And then he wants to lead you and guide you if it isn't that company somewhere else to go to. And we can always trust in the Lord. He has, you know, he wants to provide for us. Uh, He wants to supply all our needs that are in Christ Jesus. Um, and and that's what we're going to pray for. And then Isaiah chapter 30 says that as we go to him and as we wait on him, he promises that he'll be a voice behind this saying, this is the way, walk in it. Go to the left, go to the right. And so I pray for my brother Ron, Ronald as he's 
finishing an internship and he's just kind of wrestling with whether he should apply it different department or or for this company or wherever it's at lord you know the situation that lord um that if lord that if you don't want him to um if there's another direction that you would make that clear but if he's to move forward in it that you would give him a peace about it that rules in his heart that you would speak to him the still small voice um of telling him go right to go left uh, because you want to direct us in every area of our life so i just pray you speak speak to ronald that you would um just direct him uh again that you would make the call for him because uh lord you do have a, a job for him we know that work is good and uh you call us to work and you take him to the perfect job uh where he can um work hard and thrive in and be blessed by so lord we just commit this situation to you guide him and direct him in every way in jesus name amen amen God bless you, man. Thank you. God bless you, too. Have a great right. Christmas, too. You, too, Ronald. Keep in touch, Thank okay? You. I will. Thank you. Bye. Uh-huh. I think that some of you probably out there listening that, you know, you, you have issues with job, or should we move, or should I do this thing? And, and the Lord wants to guide us and direct us in every area of our lives. And it's wonderful. Isaiah chapter 30 says that as we come to him, um, is the first thing that we're to do, and then we're to wait on him, and he p- promises to be gracious to those who wait on him, and then we will hear from him. And it's just a wonderful chapter that I enjoy reading and being encouraged by um, as we go through the scriptures. And the Lord does want to speak to us in that still, small voice and give us a peace that rules in our hearts. Should I go here? Should I take this job? Should I, you know... Uh, participate in that or whatever. And the Lord wants to guide us again um, because he cares about us and we can cast our cares on him because he cares for us. And so I just want to encourage you for those of you who are praying for a job situation or whatever the case may be in your life, uh, keep giving it to the Lord and allow the Lord to speak to your heart. Well, let's go to Desiree and Thornton. Desiree. Line one. Desiree, are you there? Okay. I do want to pray for Desiree. Um, She, uh, I don't know if she dropped or not, but she just um, grieving uh, anniversary of her mother's cancer death. So Desiree, if you are listening, uh, we're going to pray for you right now. And particularly in anniversary, the loss of a loved one can be so hard and difficult. Um, and it's a difficult thing to go through the process of grieving, and especially um, around the holidays. So, Father, I pray for Desiree. I just pray that you would just bring the comfort that she needs um, as she's feeling alone, as perhaps she's feeling lost. And, Lord, that you would just uh, minister your comfort to her, that you would bless her, that you would, um, Lord, just... Um, I pray that she would perceive your presence and that she would know you love her. And, Lord, I just pray that uh, you would bring her everything she needs, strength, uh, that you would uh, work in her life and help her through this process of grieving uh, because it's very hard, it's very difficult, especially around Christmas. So I just lift my sister up to you. I just pray for you to show yourself strong on her behalf. 
And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Doug in Pennsylvania. Hi, Doug. How are you? Hello. I'm doing well. How about you today? I'm doing good. Very nice. Uh, So I don't know if you have the uh, uh, note of what I was asking, but I'll just say it here. I'd like to understand the the, uh, significance of a uh, why animal sacrifices were done in the Old Testament. I understand that uh, Jesus' sacrifice on the cross has saved our souls, so we no longer need to do animal sacrifices. But were they originally needed, or were they more so something to uh, like remind people or give them something to celebrate? Yeah, and and you're asking a good question because. You know, the Old Testament, Moses goes, brings the people out of Egypt. God says, you're now a nation. He gives them the ceremonial religious laws, and part of that included the tabernacle and the sacrifices. Um, the book of Leviticus says, without the remission of sin, um, or without uh, um, the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. So it was a system, the animal sacrifice, and there's two important words, so there's there's uh, substitution and uh, and transforming uh, transformation. That is, when the worshiper would come and and they would sin. They were told in the book of Leviticus that they were to bring a sin sacrifice, and the priest, you know, would have the um, the worshiper lay their hands on the animal, and um, and there was the substitute that animal would be substituted for that for that worshiper for the sins because the wages of sin is death. And then their sins were transferred to that animal. So that's what it was a picture of. So then the sin sacrifice was done. Now, that was done all through the Old Testament until the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, came and took away sin once and for all. So when you read the book of Hebrews, the book of Hebrews really presses that point that Jesus died once and for all. The Old Testament sacrifices was a kofar. It covered sin until Jesus came and actually, with his sacrifice, the perfect sacrifice, the complete sacrifice, the superior sacrifice, was able to take away sin once and for all. So now we look back at the cross. The Old Testament was just, um, you know, the Old Testament, uh, Old Covenant was the system um, that was in place until the Messiah came and died for his sins once and for all. So that's what the animal sacrifices were about in the Old Testament. Um, and the book of Hebrews really covers that. So um, I think that, Doug, a really good study that help you understand this fuller um, is going to be a study in the book of Hebrews because Paul's, or the writer of Hebrews, is writing to the Hebrew believers that came out of that. And, you know, um, came out of the animal sacrifices, the Old Testament covenant, the festivals, the feast, all those things that were part of the Old Testament. It all pointed to uh, Jesus. It was all fulfilled by Jesus. It, it was all a picture of Jesus, uh, and the sacrifices were the same. So if this was something that um, would be a, a payment for sins, and they had to do it, what, was it every year that they had to do it? Well, it, it depends on there's different sacrifices and and um and Doug, we're gonna 
You're going to hear music in just a little bit. Oh, that's um, fine, yeah. So when we go to a break, um, um, we can pick up the conversation. So I just uh, it's the only break we have. It's, it's about, you know, 90 well, seconds. Well, actually, long, I do so. have to leave as well. I'm heading into my church for a play practice. But oh, good. I so, do really but, appreciate uh, your answers. And you said Book of Hebrews, right? Yeah, study the Book of Hebrews, and it's going to really bring clarity to you and understandings, get a good commentary, listen to some Bible studies on Hebrews, and I think it'll help clear that up. Good question you're asking, though. All right, Doug, have a good evening. Thank you. You too. God bless you. All right. We'll be right back. This is the only break of the show. We'll be back in a couple minutes. We got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. Stay tuned to Calvary Live. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Biggs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley. Always so blessed to be with you and looking forward to what the Lord has for us for the second half of the show. And so... Uh, give me a call. 303-690-3000 is the number to call, the dedicated text line for you to be able to also um, express a question or to give a prayer request is 720-336-0897. So text in a question or a prayer request. Actually, right now, I notice uh, during the break, uh, a prayer request that came in on the text line uh, kind of caught my attention uh, Pastor Figs, can we pray for the lives of all the people whose lives have changed today? May they find the Lord in the midst of the storm for our law enforcement, our military, and for our nation as it grows darker and darker. God bless you, brother. And um, I just saw on the news right before I came on the air, wasn't able to really read any um, specific information, but I know out east in New Jersey, I believe, uh, there was another shooting and a law enforcement officer was, uh, I believe, a fatality. And uh, again, uh, a little sketchy on the details, but another shooting. And it just breaks our heart, doesn't it? As we hear these things, uh, some of the shootings have taken place in the military facilities in Florida and in Hawaii. I do want to take some time and pray right now. As Father, we lift up all those who've been affected by the violence and by the shootings. And Lord, we're so grateful for uh, our law enforcement, uh, how they put their lives on the line every day for our military. Uh, we lift them all up to you. Uh, those who are serving our nation, those who are serving our communities, Lord, we pray for your hand of protection. We pray that you be with all those who have been affected um, by this loss, especially right before Christmas. Be with their families. Be with um, uh, you know all those uh, who have lost or uh, perhaps uh, affected in other ways. I pray that you would bring uh, good Christian chaplains into the situation for law enforcement, uh, for the military, to bring comfort and help in every way. I pray for here in Colorado. I continue to pray for uh, the Fort Lupton police officer that is still in the hospital going through surgeries. Lord, I just pray that you bless him and the department uh, as he is recovering from his injuries of being shot um, um, several days ago. Lord, um, we just pray for them. 
and we pray for safety over the Christmas season. We pray for a revival in this nation. Um, Lord, that's our hope right now, um, that there be a turning to you. And I, and, and I pray that the Christians, that we would be on our knees because we're heading into a season where there's so much division, there's so much uh, that is out there. Um, and, and Lord, uh, we just lift all this up to you. We just pray for those involved that have gone through loss. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hey, let's go to phone lines. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. If you can't get through, all lines are full. I believe they are. But let's go to Dave in Philadelphia. Hi, Dave. How you doing? Good. How are you? Uh, I've been worse, I guess. I'm kind of wrestling we... with, uh, with some issues um, related to it. Uh, I was in a bad car accident some months back. And the okay. uh, person who hit me, uh, kind of bitter about them. I, I said, well, I, I forgive them, and, you know, and I'll pray for them. But, you know, we, and, you know, you, some, you forgive someone, and they get, let's snatch that back off you guys. That's that a little bit, because I'm angry and I'm hurt. Right. And then I was treated by a doctor for... Uh, a pretty long time. This accident happened nine months ago, eight months. This doctor treated me and, and, and wouldn't. He kept on telling me I was being a baby. I had three really bad. I, well, I had a, a laundry list of injuries, but I had three areas that were really hurting me. And he kept on saying, oh, stop being a baby. It's osteoarthritis. It's 60 years old. And I said, well, you know, I don't know what osteoarthritis feels like, but I've had a torn rotator cuff and and that's what this feels like. And I had a, I had torn ligaments in my knee, and that's what this feels like. I don't know what a bad hip feels like, but I think something's torn there. And he's not out here just being a baby. And he, wouldn't, he really didn't do much, if anything, for me, but write a lot okay. of bills. And okay. I asked to see another doctor, and he got all indignant. And so I, I switched doctors anyway. And okay. the first thing the doctor said was I need an MRI, and I was begging this other doctor to give me one. And okay. The yeah, you've gone are, through a lot. I have to have my hip replaced, like, right away. Okay. Um, so you, you're going to be happy. Okay, the day after Christmas. So it sounds like you've been through a lot, Dave, with the car accident, with doctors, and just the whole issue of of forgiveness. And I'm sure that there's a lot that... Um, you'd like to express, but Father, we just pray for Dave, and he, it's been a frustrating time for him. And uh, Lord, I just pray that um, that you would, as he's going to have hip surgery right after Christmas, that it bring relief, and that um, that he would, uh, Lord, be able to come to that point of healing and being strengthened physically. And Lord, um, that the surgery would go well. Uh, that he recover quickly, but Lord, he's gone through a process where it's frustrating, and and Lord, I thank you that you brought him to the right place uh, where he can, feels like he can get help, and Lord, um, all the things that that I'm sure that he wants to express of just being frustrated, Lord, um, just help him come to that point of of looking to you, and Lord, um, the whole issue of um, you know even forgiveness. Um, that where there's forgiveness that needed to concerning the accident or whoever has frustrated him, 
that uh, he would choose to do that. And Lord, to be able to move forward in you, Lord, and be able to move forward in healing. So I pray for him. I pray that you bless his Christmas, that you give him a peace in his heart and give him the comfort he needs. And Lord, work in his life, you know, in a wonderful, powerful way as he moves towards uh, getting better. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, Dave, God bless you, okay? Be praying for you day after Christmas, right? You bet. Thanks a lot. Keep your eyes on the Lord, okay? He's he's going to take care of you. Yeah. All right, brother. You bet. 303-690-3000. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figgs. Let's go to Carol, who is in Conifer. Hi, Carol. Hi. Hi there. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm I'm good and I I just felt um I felt like the Lord really wanted me to call and kind of comment um Ronald called in a little while ago about his um dilemma with his work situation and I've been through that in my lifetime um and I just felt like I had something to share with regard to that because um because I I've, I've just been um so refined and strengthened from kind of Sticking um, with a position that was very difficult, um, with yeah. being with a, a supervisor who was bipolar and who had, um, who was just very difficult to work with. But I hung in there, and I'm, I'm um, after 13 years that supervisor left last March, and I have been so strengthened um, through all of that, and. Just more than anything else, I guess the Lord wanted me to share with you that whenever I started feeling like I had no control or that um, I was being battered and beaten up, that I just prayed to the Lord, and He really um, taught me how to be faithful and how to give control to Him and to help me through those situations. And now I am in a job that, in the same place, um, that is probably the perfect job, and I right. have become so strengthened through the Lord, and right. I love Him so much, and I walk with Him every day, and He's He just has really um, brought me to this place of, you know, hope and faith, and I I just wanted to share that that yeah. you know people that might be out there, um, and they're going through the same thing, and they're feeling battered and bruised, they just need to let go and give it to God and just um, release that and let him work in their lives. Yeah, and that's an encouragement, Carol, because I'm sure that there's uh, listeners out there right now that they're wondering, should I stay at this job? Should I continue? Why am I here? You know, we get calls like that, and it is hard to every day get up and go to a job that it's hard and difficult and people that perhaps— um, are not easy to work alongside of or boss to have. And to come to that place of, okay, Lord, you have me here for now. I'm to be a light. I'm to be the best worker that I can be, mm-hmm. um, can be very difficult. But the Lord mm-hmm. does work. And I think your testimony is an encouragement to those who have to do that. And I know that there may be some going, well, you don't know my boss, you know, Pastor Jeff. And there's some tough bosses out there. There's some tough situations and stuff, and I don't want to diminish that or make light of that, but you mentioned that you had a very difficult situation, and the Lord got you through it and strengthened you, 
And that's the thing that um, as Christians to remember that we can go through trials and difficulties and the Lord will use those things to really strengthen us and show us things that uh, that he wants to teach us and show us. And even in ministry, when I've gone through difficult, difficult seasons, and I'm not talking about I had a bad week. I'm talking about uh, uh, seasons that went on for months, um, Mm -hmm. a situation that was hard and difficult and wondering, Lord, why am I in this situation? And and it feels like a battle every day, and I don't Mm -hmm. know what the outcome's going to be. But he showed me things that that mm-hmm. I needed to be shown. He taught mm-hmm. me things. And I can look back, and even as Paul says, give thanks in all things. Um, and when I was in that situation, I can look back and say, thank you, Lord, that you were faithful, just as he was faithful to you. He showed me things that I need to learn to make me a better pastor, um, to, to make me a better minister and a man of God. And it's through the trials and through the difficulties that we, you know, have the Lord working faithfully in our lives and strengthening us. So early in the show, we had somebody that called that was asking about Jacob and the brokenness of, of that mm. we go through. And, and the Lord does use those situations um, to work in our lives. And Paul writes in 2 Corinthians, he says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. And he goes on, he says, we're hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always caring about the body of dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus may be manifested in our bodies. And, you know, it's, you know, we're, we're all earthen vessels, but we have this treasure. Um mm-hmm and that is Christ, that mm-hmm. the excellence, the power may be of God and not of us working in our lives, um, and it's wonderful. And that's what you're testifying of, and that's what we want to remind for many who are out there listening right now, maybe on their way home from work, saying, I can relate to that. I can re- mm-hmm. relate to you know what Ronald was saying in New Jersey, um, but it encourages me to hear Carol, who trusted the Lord, who knew that she was supposed to stay there, and now um, is blessed seeing the Lord's faithfulness and working in your life. So thank you, Carol. Appreciate that. Oh, thank you so much. And I hope this this helps somebody else out there that may be going through this. Yeah, it, it is. You know, when I read verse 7 of Second Corinthians chapter 4, that we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power of God may be uh, of God and not of us, you know, the earthen vessel, clay jars. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of the story of, um, and I was teaching on this last month when we were actually in Israel, um, uh, when we were at the place where Gideon and his mighty men were at, um, the well of Harad. And as we were there going over that story, uh, it, it reminds me how those 300 men would you know, go up the hills, surround the 135,000 Midianites, and when they heard the trumpet of Gideon, what did they do? They they broke the jars, and then the wind rushing in to hit those coals, all of a sudden the torches uh, would be ignited, and the light came through. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of the victory that we get in life is through the brokenness, oftentimes mm-hmm. that the Lord allows us to go through 
that he gets the victory, that he gets the glory, and that he's working. And that's what Paul is saying. We got this treasure in earthen vessels because we're all a bunch of clay jars. You know, we're pretty earthy sometimes. And Mm -hmm. he is in our hearts desiring for the light to come forth. But oftentimes the light comes forth through the brokenness of our lives. And um, mm. and he allows us to go through that, not to tear us down, as I mentioned before, but to build us up and to oh, make amen. us stronger and to be a light to others. So um, thanks, Carol. I really appreciate oh, your encouragement. Thank and hopefully, you. Thank you. I really yeah. felt the Holy Spirit. Thank you. I appreciate this. Yeah, absolutely. You have a Merry Christmas. Oh, you too. Take care. Enjoy work tomorrow, okay? <laughs> okay, take <laughs> okay, care. Okay, Carol. All right. God bless you. Isn't that wonderful? I, I think it, testimonies are good to hear that, hey, God is working in their lives. Please don't think that God doesn't want to work in my life. He does want to work in your life. Just seek him and look to him and allow him to minister to you. And uh, he wants to do that in such a wonderful way um, as we trust in him. And as he's working in our lives, he's working um, in eternity's perspective and for you know, um, for our good, even though it may not feel that way or seem that way. So, hey, give me a call if you need prayer or got a question, 303-690-3000. We do have open lines. I'm going to go to a text question, and we got plenty of time for you to call and ask a question, but we are in the season of Advent, and um, we do have a question that how many wise men came to Jesus, and I heard it wasn't on the night that he was born, and that is correct. And so um, we don't know how many wise men came to Jesus, that story that's in Matthew's narrative. Uh, We do know that uh, the wise man plural came to Jesus. Uh, So it could have been two wise men. Uh, It could have been, you know, 30 wise men. It's plural. It doesn't say how many. And so when Jesus was born in Bethlehem after his birth, of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen a star in the east and have come to worship him. And so we're familiar with that story. So it could have been two. I think it's three that, you know, the the songs and the tradition is, is because they bring three gifts. And so it makes for a nice scene. But these wise men came, and, of course, um, as they came, they got the attention of Herod the Great there in Jerusalem, wanted to know why they were there. And uh, so they said, hey, we're here to, to worship him, the, the one who's been born king of the Jews. And it's such an amazing story because what interests me as they came before Herod, Herod said, what are you guys doing here? I think it was more than three guys. I think it was probably several could have been 20, 30, could have been 100. Somehow they got the attention of Herod. He was a very paranoid individual. Uh, He was wondering, what are these guys coming from the east? Are these guys scouting out for war or coming against me? But they got his attention. So I think that it's very probable and very possible that it was more than just three. It was several wise men, uh, many of them coming from the east, perhaps learning from Daniel's school of prophecy. Daniel, of course, in Daniel chapter 9, we give that prophecy of the 70 weeks of Daniel. Somehow they knew to be looking for this. And it's interesting, when they come, they 
They go uh, before Herod. Herod, you know, says, hey, when you find him, tell me so I can come and worship him also, which was a deception. And they, of course, would be told not to go back to Herod. But what is interesting is is that Herod, Herald, uh, Herod the Great, um, he sent for the religious leaders and said, where is this Messiah supposed to be born? And so they said to him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, but you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. But what interests me in this is that they're only 10 miles away from Bethlehem. So here you have these wise men that were truly wise that would come hundreds of miles across the desert to come and worship the king of the Jews, Jesus. It was probably about two years after the birth of Jesus uh, because when they come to him, it says when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worship. And they opened up their treasures and they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So they were in a house at that time. They weren't in the stable and the young child. So uh, if you have a manger scene, uh, the wise man, as I always kind of joke with my congregation, you might want to put them on the other side of the room or, you know, uh, a ways a little bit from the stable because they would come later. But um, they are part of the Christmas story. Uh, they would come and they worship the king. The religious leaders who had the prophecies, what interests me is they wouldn't even travel 10 miles to go check it out. You'd think they would say, we better check this out, but they didn't. And so what I pray for us that this Christmas season, that we would be wise to really have a season where we would worship him and, and uh, look to him, and that we would invite others as well, um, and uh, that uh, we would be ones that... Um, would invite somebody out to Christmas Eve service. More people are open to it than any other time of the year. Um, invite somebody out to your church. Uh, tell them about the reason that Jesus came. Um, he came to save his people from their sins, that scripture I read at the beginning of the show. And so I just wanted to, to answer that question. Good question. So we don't know how many. There are several wise men uh, that came probably, and they came after the birth of Jesus, maybe when he was a toddler. And, of course, that's why Herod would put out the decree to have um, the babies two years and under killed because uh, Jesus would be born a couple years before the wise men came, the Magi from the East. All right, let me check the call screen. Um, it looks like we don't have any uh, callers on right now as we towards the end. So uh, let's go to the... Um, to the text questions, as we have time, uh, what is causing spiritual blindness um, is one of the questions that is there. And uh, so uh, spiritual blindness comes in, in different ways, but um, it comes by not heeding the word of God. Satan blinds us spiritually, and so the Lord desires for us to open up our eyes spiritually. We do have a caller. Let's go to Kimberly uh, in Broomfield. Hi, Kimberly. Hi, Pastor Jeff. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for waiting. No problem. I I, I kind of missed it, but they reminded me that you were waiting, so I appreciate it. 
Of course. I really want to get in this prayer request for my daughter. Okay. How can we pray for her? Her name is Madeline, and she is a senior in high school this year and has had quite a few struggles since she began high school. And this year... I'm not exactly sure how to pray for it, but for me, the sense of urgency and attendance and doing her schoolwork so that she's able to graduate, and we only have one more week left in this semester, um, yeah. to me, that's most important, but I know there's just underlying yeah. heart and mind and soul issues with her that if she's healed there, that everything else will fall into place. Yeah, absolutely. So, Father, uh, as Kimberly wants prayer, and we do give prayer uh, for Madeline, Lord, we just lift her up to you. Uh, As she struggled in high school, she's struggling to finish. You know all this situation. You know her heart. We lift her up to you, and I pray that she would get her work done, um, and Lord, uh, get through this process of, of high school, but more than anything, that Lord, that you would draw her to yourself. And Lord, that you would soften her heart. And Lord, that she would know that you love her, that you have a wonderful plan for her, and you want to bless her life. And Lord, I pray that um, you would just, the influences that are um, against our young people, pulling them into the world, pulling them away from you and from your love, that, Lord, that you would minister to her heart. She would know that you have set your love on her and that you desire to work in her life. And, Lord, that abundant life comes from a life just surrendered to you and trusting in you, looking to you, believing your word. Lord, I pray for Madeline. I just pray for that, that you would work in her and give Kimberly the uh, wisdom to minister to her daughter. Lord, help her. And, and help her to minister to her and, um, and to her heart. So, Lord, we just lift up Kimberly. We lift up Madeline to you to work, to bless. And I also want to pray as we get close to ending the show here this hour that I know that there are parents out there that are praying for their child, maybe one who is um, being pulled into the world, um, one who um, is being tempted by the world because there are so many pulls on them. We just pray, Lord, help us minister to our children for the prodigal that is away from you. That, Lord, the parent that's brokenhearted, that you would bring them home, that you bring them home. And, Lord, that this Christmas would be a time of renewing hearts and strengthening hearts. And, Lord, that you would open up eyes. And, Lord, that you would do a work in our families and in our children, Lord. And we just pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Kimberly will be praying, okay? Yeah, thank you. And you keep in touch. I will. I appreciate you guys so much. Okay, Kimberly. God bless you. Thanks. Have a good night. Uh huh. It's hard, isn't it? It is hard. And, um, we want to pray for our kids. And maybe you're wondering, because I get asked once in a while, should I keep praying for my children? They've been away from the Lord. Yes. Yes, keep praying. Don't ever 
um, stop praying and um, and keep lifting them up to the Lord. Uh, keep praying for them. Praying for those this Christmas season and all seasons, for friends and family members, uh, those who are away from the Lord. It really is a battle out there. It, it is a spiritual battle that has taken place, and there's a battle for the souls of our children and for our loved ones. So be in prayer. Um, be uh, one that is giving them the love of God and and keep ministering to them the best way you know how. And and so that's what we want to do, and it's encourage you during this season. We want to bless you in that way. We want to uh, come alongside of you and, and let you know that there's always hope in Jesus Christ. So, hey, we've had a great show today. We're coming to an end. God bless you. Again, be praying about who you might invite to Christmas Eve services. We are going to have two services here at Calvary Greeley, uh, 3.30 and 5 on the 24th of December. That's on a Tuesday. And then the next week on New Year's Eve, a prophecy update, 7 o'clock. Don't want to miss it. There are all kinds of things taking place around this that point to the soon return of Jesus Christ. So uh, Christmas Eve, as we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, 3.30 and 5 family services, candlelight service, and then prophecy update on New Year's Eve at 7 o'clock. But in the meantime, God bless you. Keep listening to Calvary Live, and we'll talk to you next time. Have a great evening, everybody. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.